Hi. Hey, friends. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Um, living life. How, how are the, uh, the cicadas in New York? Are there cicadas in New York? There are not, and I don't miss them because they were just getting really bad in Cincinnati right as I was leaving. Yeah, we have a bunch um, in uh, uh, our neighborhood now. Like, we didn't have any for the last couple of weeks in Bellevue. That's where I live, if anybody wants to come stalk me. Um, and it was incredible. We were so excited. Then I went outside today, and I could hear them screaming. I'm like, God dang it. They're, they're here. So, hate it. Gross. Well, um, welcome to You Have to Read This Book podcast. I'm Bailey. My pronouns are she, her. I'm Peyton. My pronouns are also she, her. And um, it's June. It's Pride Month, the best month of the year. Also, because it's my birthday month, but like also because Pride Month. <laughs> Happy Pride Month. So exciting. Um, I promise I am more excited. I just uh, have a really bad allergy headache and I'm very congested right now. So I'm sorry about that for all of you listening. But we um, are very excited, and Bailey, when we were planning this episode, she's like, I know we talk about, like, LGBTQ books almost every episode, but can we do something for Pride? And I was like, of course. Like, I just assumed that we were going to. So um, we're very excited that that we're here, and we're going to talk about books that we have read and books that Bailey's read. She's going to go through, like, a bunch of net galleys, and um, I'm talking about some books that I'm super excited about, so gonna be a fun episode yeah well um before we get to that how is your life going um you know it's going (laughs) I'm almost done with my classes I'm on my very last one my midterm or my final is next week for estate planning and it is atrocious um but I think I'm gonna pass and that's all I need to do so how about yours um oh sorry uh, I, well, I was having a good day and then I went to the park to do yoga, um, which was exciting. I haven't really been to a workout class in New York because they were closed for so long and like I was busy. And so, um, I finally got back to the city after like a month away and I was like, oh, I'm going to go to like park yoga. It's like a great day outside. Um, and it was super fun, but I realized that I hadn't taken my allergy medicine, I think, for the past two days. So being outside and doing park yoga was awful. Then I got lost in Prosper Park on the way back because I tried to walk home. So I was outside for, like, three hours, like, literally just becoming – get like, developing an allergy headache as the, the time went on. Um, and so that's been a thing. Uh, also, I got my grades back today, um, which – is good and bad. I don't know. I didn't know that they were going to come today. So I wasn't expecting it. And then when I got the email, I've been anxious all day. Um, I got them right before I went to yoga. So at least yoga helped me relax a bit. But have you looked at them? I have. How'd you do? I didn't do as well as I would have liked. um, But I'm not gonna fail out. So that's good. good. That's the, you know, hardest part. I have some amazing friends that um started professional school and did not make it I mean they they did eventually graduate but they didn't make it through their first year so I'm really proud of you for um for doing as well as you have thank you I mean all my like three of the classes I did fine um I even got like another A in one of them but um I did not so well in constitutional law 
which was very hard um, for me. And I like knew I wasn't going to do well, but it's still, um, you know, disappointing when you don't, especially for um, perfectionists like us. An overachiever like you. Yeah, I get it. I'm sure you, you're, you're fine and it's over and you have your internship to look forward to and you'll just come back swinging next semester. True. And my internship has been an experience. Um, yeah. I feel like I shouldn't really give a, a whole lot of information <laughs> um, for a variety of reasons. Um, but I'll just say it's not quite what I expected. All right. Well, I hope you're liking it at least. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. Good. Um, getting that picture of you lost in Prospect Park was truly the most terrifying thing I've ever received from you. So next time you do that, please also send me your location. Um, I've read too many horrible stories about people getting lost and murdered in New York parks. So Really? Yes. Like every bad thing that happens in like most of the murder stories that I listen to are in parks in New York. So please, please, if you're going to walk alone in a park, send me your location next time. Well, I didn't quite do it on purpose. I thought I was going to be in the main part of the park. And then I ended up like on a trail and like doing like a legit hike. So that's why sharing your location is important. I will. Um, it wasn't on accident. It, it was on accident, but um, I'm really surprised. I didn't know that people get murdered in New York parks. I thought really it was just like a orgy spot. Um, I mean, I'm sure it's more likely an orgy spot than it is like a murder spot, but I am uh, a murderino. So uh, that's just where my brain goes. Ah, mine goes to orgies. Okay. So that's where, that's yeah. Where friends. That's where <laughs> friends. Yeah. I'm sorry, parents, if you're listening to this. <laughs> uh, it's fine. Right. They know what they signed up for. Uh, do they? I mean, if they listened to the original, like the first episodes where I was not minding my language, then they should. Yeah. But there's a difference between saying fuck and talking about orgies. <laughs> it, I mean, I think I'd rather have my kids listening to someone talk about orgies than say fuck. I don't know. Really? Yeah, well, I think so. Well, like, fuck is just a word. Like, orgies have, you know, the the whole, like, thing, but, like... <laughs> the stigma be sex positive bailey oh are you freaking kidding me <laughs> i'm so sex positive shut up i'm teasing the new bachelorette that's her whole thing is she's so sex positive she was on i, I don't know if i'm gonna make it through this season she was on the last season she brought her own dildo with her you know that's who it was katie and i was so disappointed because not a single guy that got out of a limo for her was thoughtful enough to bring her batteries that's funny not a single guy um also i would just like to say do you know anyone even more sex positive than me so i mean i know a lot of people that are very sex positive i am not not saying i was just teasing we talked about this i just need to redeem myself because i'm very passionate about people knowing that i am very sex positive don't worry everyone bailey is a super sex positive person i'm just giving her a hard time there do you feel better now yes for the record, I hope the, the court got that on record. They did, I'm pretty sure. I heard the little typewriter going in the background. Awesome. Okay, great. Um, well, um, oh my gosh, speaking of sex positive, I like. I feel like she would be mad if I told her that or told this on the podcast, but my girlfriend and I were staying 
at her family's house. Um, they weren't there, but we stayed there for like a week and a half um, on Long Island. And she literally, we, we brought some sex toys and <laughs> she literally asked me every freaking five minutes as we were leaving do you have the sex toys do you have the sex toys do you have the sex toys because she was so paranoid about us leaving something that she asked like three thousand times i adore that um the only story that i have that gets close to that is when i was in high school as a junior um my boyfriend at the time had a part like a birthday party in his parents basement and someone there were a bunch of people there someone somehow lost their bra while they were at this party and the next time I went over to his house his mom had the bra sitting on the kitchen table (laughs) waiting for me she thought it was mine and she was like you left this last time you were here I was like nope never seen that bra before in my life those are a cups you seen these no ma'am um and she would not let it go she like was convinced it was mine and she was ticked I mean we were 17 so I get it but um yeah that was mortifying and I could never get any of my friends to fess up to whose bra it was so no idea you should have like been like do you want me to try it on in front of you it's clearly not mine like I I should have but then I was afraid that it like she'd be like well you never wore clothes that fit anyway so oh wow she wasn't a nice she wasn't a nice woman um, not really concerned about her listening to this podcast. <sighs> so I'm glad that you didn't leave any sex toys behind because it can be embarrassing. When I things... mean, yeah, totally. I get it. But like, that's funny. Yeah, it was funny. It was cute. It is cute. Um, okay. Well, so since it's pride month, we have some pride related questions. Do you want to ask the first one? What was your first celebrity fictional character crush? Okay. Same sex. Yes. Um, and you know, I was thinking about this. I really, I'm sure that there were some that like I didn't realize what they were, but the first one that I like really know for sure was Demi Lovato. Okay, she's gorgeous. How old are you? Um, like sixteen, maybe seventeen. How did you realize you had a crush on her? And that you didn't just like her music and her fashion sense. Um, well, actually, like, not to, like, call you out, but they just came out as non-binary. So they use the oh, pronouns. Oh, sorry, Demi. Um, I didn't but, know that. Thank you. Yeah. Um, although, I'm pretty sure they came out for clout to promote their podcast. So. Yikes. So you just called me out and then you called them out. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. But that doesn't mean we shouldn't respect their, like prefer pronouns we need to respect their pronouns i appreciate you telling me because i did not know that they came out with they them pronouns i don't follow the news on celebrities very often so but they did it literally like the day they dropped their first podcast episode so i Mm -hmm. i like i kind of feel like it was for clout which is unfortunate but um i don't know i mean if they're gonna come out with a podcast like we do our pronouns at the beginning of our show so they just want their pronouns to be respected and they're going to be out in the world even more than they were before. So I understand having. But it was it was different. Like they did this whole like video before the podcast mm-hmm. dropped as like this big announcement. Got it. I see. Well, okay. So back to my question: How 
did you know that you were attracted to them and not Um, just like love their music well I was like really obsessed like that was the first time I like found myself in stan culture um they were like my background on my phone and I but like I didn't even really realize still like my that like there are straight girls that were obsessed with Demi at that point but it was like some of my friends were starting to be like you're like really obsessed with Demi like there are your phone backgrounds like are you like what what isn't that weird like don't you think it like it's weird to have a like a girl at that point as your phone background and I was like, no, no, I just, I just want to be friends with them. And, um, like, I don't, I'm not attracted to them. I just like, I think they're super cool. I like their music. I want to be friends with them. And then eventually I just realized that I was lying to myself. Got it. Well, um, Demi is a great person to be attracted to. Yeah. They're so hot and all of their phases, they're always so hot. Right. They've always been so hot. It's not fair. So, good choice. That's a good first celebrity crush. Mine's embarrassing. Do you want to hear it? I absolutely do. Tom Felton. Really? With the bleached blonde hair. So, um, it started because somebody photoshopped his picture onto, like, his face onto an Abercrombie model. Like, and I thought that that was really him. Um, and so like that was super hot. And then I just kept looking at pictures of Tom Felton and I was like, I'm in love with this human being, which is what spurred my love for, uh, Grinny fanfic, uh, when I was in high school, I'm pretty sure. Um, and I was in seventh grade and I cut out, I printed a bunch of colored pictures of him off of Google image. And then I mod podged them onto my school planner. That's hilarious and adorable. Yeah. Also, I thought his natural hair was that blonde is was it bleached yep he bleached the shit out of it for that role um and it actually uh caused some of his hair loss I think it's actually that blonde now but it wasn't when he got the role he had brown hair oh wow so sad he tried tried out for the role of Harry and got turned down well he made a great Draco so he did he was excellent I wish he would have gotten more screen time yeah did you see that him and Emma Watson might be like dating now Really? Yeah. I saw headlines. All of the Draco Hermione fanfic people just love that. I know. I never got behind that one. Really surprising. Yeah, no, I didn't I didn't like it. And I but I didn't like I didn't like Harry. I don't Hermione, Harry Hermione fanfic either. I liked her with Ron. I thought they were a good pairing. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, that's enough talk about that. Um, Bailey, when, in retrospect, uh, should have been your, oh, yeah, I'm definitely not straight on it. Okay, the, I have several of these, actually, okay. that are, like, pretty, that are definitely before I realized I was queer. Um, I would say, well, two, the, three, really, that stand out. The first was Degrassi. I was super obsessed with that show for many many years because it was on forever um or well there's a new Degrassi now but it was like Degrassi the next gen I think mm-hmm. the one with Nina Dobrev in it yes um well there was this character named Paige and she was like the cool cheerleader and then she came out as bi and was like with this bad girl and I was like young at the time like I would say like maybe 10 or 11 and I didn't know why I was like so obsessed with that storyline. Um, but I knew that those were my favorite episodes and I went back and I watched them like 
I literally bought them. Do you remember when you could buy episodes of shows on iTunes? Yes, I do. I bought them on iTunes and would, like, always watch them with headphones. Like, for some reason, like, worried my parents would see me watching the same episode over and over again. But I just, like, I it didn't hit me. Why? Um, but I was, like, there's something about this, like, cool feminine cheerleader girl, like, being with this bad girl that I just thought was so cool. Um, I love that. And then next was my obsession with the movie Whip It, which is about a roller derby. I loved that movie. I, too, was obsessed with that movie. So, yeah, that should have been a sign. And then... um, Was Elliot Page in that, right? Yes. Yeah. And then third, um, also similar with the, um, the thing with... Degrassi, where I was really obsessed with Glee, especially Santana. Again, it was like this cool feminine cheerleader. Um, If you can't tell, I was a cheerleader growing up. Um, And I, like, again, just thought she was so badass. And I thought it was cool that they had representation. And again, it took me a little while to realize why I loved her episodes so much. Yeah, she had the best episodes. She was the best singer. Though she, I started to realize... Like, while I was watching Glee. And I truly think that, like, that storyline and, and Naya Rivera were, like, a huge part of me realizing that I was queer. And um, it was, like, so, so, like, sad for me when she passed. Like, I I don't even like to think about it. Yeah. It was, that was horrible. Well, thank you for sharing those. I think those are really good ones. And I think, like, um, you know, so many women come out, like, older at, like, later in their lives and all of the examples that you gave were about seeing that representation on television um and I think like that that speaks volumes that you know like we didn't really grow up with a lot of that and so we're 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 seeing more of that representation on in media now so hopefully people have these moments and of realization and and see themselves reflected back at them sooner and more often so that they're more comfortable oh absolutely I mean like I can't think of anything like anything similar around that time this had to have been like you know maybe like 2007 yeah I don't think there was anything like even Glee again was like one of the first ones on main television for like teenage girls like yeah it was a like I feel like it was a big deal and especially for that actress it must have been really scary Um, but like yeah I just it definitely those were like more formative experiences for me than like any personal ones I had for sure so I think that just speaks like you said to the importance of inclusivity in media as a whole yeah definitely um those are good answers thank you for sharing this Absolutely. Sometime I should tell a, my whole coming out story on this because I don't think I ever have. You should. I don't think I've actually ever heard your whole coming out story, have I? I'm sure you have. I mean, it's not really like that much like in depth, but um, well, what? Okay. I have a fun question for you. Okay. Well, I don't know if it's fun, but it's an important <laughs> question. Okay. Um, you are a great ally. If you didn't know this, if I've never told you, you're a great ally. Thank you. Um, and I think some people probably, some other straight people probably want to be like, wow, how can I be as good of an ally as Peyton? How, what would you tell them? Um, I would say that it is super important to listen um, and to just like 
just first of all, listen, like have an open mind um, and hear what everyone in within that community has to say um, and, and hear them out and have an open heart. And that can be really hard to do. And I know that sounds so dumb, like, oh, just listen. But like that is number one, the first thing to do. And then the second is listen and take that criticism or that gentle nudge or whatever it takes when you maybe don't say something correctly or when you say something that uh, is offensive that you didn't realize was offensive and just like take that criticism and, and don't be mad about it and say, oh, so sorry and respond and change how you behaved and, and you know, like learn from that situation. Um, but then just also remember that y'all are fucking human beings that are awesome and have lives and histories and personalities that just like every other person in this world and you just want to be friends and want to love and like I don't know just treat people like humans treat people with kindness like Harry Styles says that's just that's what it comes down to for me but listening is the biggest part and and not getting defensive if you do something wrong that's so good. And can I tell you, like, not to be like, you know, the cheese master right here. But like, since I've met you, you've even I feel like become so much more not that you were not open minded when we met. But like, I feel like I've seen a huge like growth in your like open minded and inclusivity. And like, I feel like just you becoming this like great ally that you are right now. Like, I feel like I've gotten to witness that. Um, and which is like, especially, I feel like, important for people from where we came from, I feel like you really had a reckoning of like shedding some of the views imposed on you by how we grew up. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, so impressed and um, grateful for you, like to have grown into such a great ally, like the best straight friend a girl could have. <laughs> Thank you. I um, just want to be welcomed into your lesbian apartment at some point. So, you know, I'm just working towards that. Um, oh, well, I don't know about that. Not like to live there, just like to come visit. Like, I know, but we have, it. we have a, a sign that says like how many days since the last like non-queer person was in our apartment. And then, we, how am I supposed to come visit you in New York? That's we've my been, question. We've been, we're at like, we're back up to like 60 days heterosexual free. That's pretty, that's impressive. All right. I will just come sit on your like little stoop. And we can talk that way. Awesome. Since Great. So well, I'm going to, I'm going to move too. So, I mean, I guess any apartment I live in will be a lesbian apartment. Right. Um, but I probably, when I live alone, probably will not keep the same um, <laughs> sign going. Okay. Um, but okay. So thank you. I really appreciate, like, I definitely know that I've grown um, in who I am as a person. And that's the other thing that I would say about being an ally is like you're not going to wake up and be good at it like you're going to work at it every day and like what you're what you do and what's important is going to change as times change like that's just how it goes and just work at it so that's what it takes well I see your growth and um I love it I acknowledge it you're a lovely human thank you love you um, and I, I, you have, like, did you have really close queer friends, like, before me? Um, no. Um, I mean, like, I did have, I, I, like, I did have friends that were questioning or that were just coming out, like, when I was in college. Um, 
girls that like were maybe starting to think that they were not straight um guys I knew more guys that were openly gay than um than like women uh but I was not I wouldn't say I was like close with any of them um or that I was like especially good friends with anyone within that community um before you and I've met I have more people now like that people have started coming out um post-college but I would say you're like my actual closest friend that's identifies as not straight oh well I'm happy and also like I met you at a time where I had really just like started to like I well this kind of goes into my coming out story but I started telling people when I'm 17 but like I didn't tell I would only tell like a select few people really until I was like 21 22 and like I met you shortly after I had just like come out so to say to like everyone in my life yeah I remember I was so nervous starting work at somewhere where I was like do I come out to people that I work with because like you know obviously we would have lunch together and everyone would talk about like you know who they're married to and like I just like I remember feeling such stress about it and like I didn't even say anything for the first couple weeks I think and at one Mm -hmm. point I was just sitting with you and Amber and I was like oh, I think you guys asked me something. And I was like, oh, yeah, well, like, my partner. And I was, like, still even too scared to say girlfriend at that point. And I feel like you guys, like, didn't even, like, acknowledge it and, like, or call me out. Like, I don't know, you the way you we guys handled it. it. Yeah. yeah. And, like, uh, you were probably, like, why is this girl being so cagey? And I don't think I even thought about it. So many of my – so, like, I was an RA, and all of my bosses, for some reason, most of them – were no all of all of them that that I worked under were straight women and they all referred to their boyfriends or husbands as partners and I just got used to like and I think that was their like trying to be inclusive and so like I like I was like well I use it for whatever I don't care and like it just I don't know it's normal language why would I call you out on that well okay actually no I don't think I use partner I use something like it was awkward. It was, like, significant other or something. Oh, I think, yeah, I think that is what you said. Whatever. I don't care. Like, but, all right, cool. <laughs> but, like, I don't know. I just, like, I was so nervous about it at that point. And then I don't remember when I eventually, I think, oops, I don't, I think I didn't even, like, really tell you that it was a girl until, like, we were breaking up. No, because you told me about um, the pumpkin. Will you be my boo? Yes. I but think I- that's when you first told me. But I was, like, so scared, and, like, you were so great about it. And I'm you so just... sad you had to be scared. I totally understand why you work, because we work in finance. That's, like, super conservative, scary culture. Um, but I don't know. I just can't imagine having behaved any differently to you. Like, Well, thank you. But I, I, like, still kind of feel like that in work situations sometimes, if it's, like, worth it to come out. Like, I don't think... You know, we like moved to new teams and I don't know if I came out to like a lot of people on my that second team I worked on like my pod I don't know if I ever even told them that I dated women and I feel like yeah I just also like it's like you know especially people that you don't know as well you just like never know how they're gonna react I don't have the same fear in New York but um at least I did there yeah I get that I mean Kentucky and then finance and I mean, you got to do what you have to do to protect your own mental health. Like, if you're not comfortable telling people, then that's what you have to do to protect who you are. And I, I 
you know, I understand that. Sad that, that, that it's that way, but um, I don't know if I blame you for not telling the dude that in the pod. So. Although, actually, I, I just remembered this. Andrew, the, this guy that sat next to me, found out because one time... That's right. You were walking past my desk, and I was like, oh, yeah, I, ha- I think I like um, this guy that I... Yeah, I think I like this guy. And you were like, I thought we decided you only date girls now. And, like, Andrew, like, turned around faster than I've ever seen him move and was like, this is, like, a 35-year-old guy who I don't talk about this stuff with. And he was just like, what? I'm so sorry that I outed you. I'm clearly not that good of an ally. (laughs) No, no, it was fine. It It was just, like, funny, like, his reaction. He was like, what? Oh my god, I remember that. But he never yes. asked me about it because we were like leaving. We were walking out. Like you yeah. were walking past my desk to like pick me up and like not pick me up, but like you know stop and wait and walk Sweep out. Her with off me. her feet and throw her over my shoulder and carry her out of the building because she loved work so much that I had to drag her out every day. Yeah, yes. that's how that went. <laughs> um, yeah, and I just he never asked me about it because I feel like that was like back when we were in the office, you know, like before COVID started. So like you know I worked with him like a while after that, but. Yeah, he never, I don't think he ever asked about it. He's <laughs> pretty quiet. I don't see him, like, just bringing that up. But, yeah, so I guess he knew. I don't think, um, well, we don't have to talk about this right now. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't, I'm just gonna, I was gonna say, I don't think any of my supervisors ever knew unless they were just, like, you know, intuitive. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. But, but anyway, this is just so to say, yeah, like, come out to people you want. Don't come out to people you don't want to. You don't owe anyone anything. Right. But yep. if if it makes you feel freer, then you should do it. Because in I general, I feel freer when I am more open with people. But again, like, there's some situations where I don't feel the need to. Like, in professional situations with my boss. So, um, if you ever struggle with that, um, you're not the only one. You just got to figure out what works for you. Yep, absolutely. And hopefully your boss is a good ally and lets you do whatever you need to do. Yeah. Hopefully your teammates are good allies and just let you do whatever they need to do. Like Peyton, the best ally, teammate. Okay. I don't know about that, but thank you. Um, all right, so we are going to talk about books, you books that you've read, um, and obviously a book that we both read that I cried for the last 30 pages of, um, and then me some books that are that are coming out this month and maybe came out last month um, for Pride, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um and yeah, the one book that we both get to talk about, I've been holding on to my thoughts about this since January. Should we start with that and then do rapid fire for the other ones? Yeah, let's do it. We're going to talk about One Last Stop by Casey McQuinston because we're like red, white, and royal blue, like... Fan podcast. Yeah, basically. And um, Casey McQuinston can do no wrong. And right. so I got an ARC of this through my roommate Carly back in January and I've been sitting on it waiting for everyone to get to read it and I finally can talk about it and I'm so excited I am also so excited I did not get an ARC from my roommate who works in publishing I had to wait like the rest of the civilization and I bought it at Target on my anniversary and I read it in like two days so I don't read books that fast normally I loved it so much Mike made fun of me because I cried and I told him I said I'm gonna cry and he's like you're only 10 pages in and I said I already know it's coming so the next day just a mess we should have done a whole episode after that over this okay well let's do like let's 
go rapid fire through the normal things that we talk about when we do book episodes. Okay. So what was your star rating? Five. Same. Five. Absolutely. Okay. Great. Um, uh, what, who was your favorite characters? Um, I loved, loved, loved August. Um, and obviously Jane, but like if I had to pick between like who I loved more, I loved August as a character and Jane as a love interest, I think is how I would do that. And then, which was the point, I think. And then I'm not going to, I don't have the book and I can't remember her name. Um, uh, I liked Nico and I liked, what was Nico's girlfriend's name? Um, uh, my, my, uh, I haven't read this in like four months, five months. Mayla, Mayla, sorry guys, we weren't ready really to talk about this, but her, I liked, I liked her. I liked all the roommates. Wes was so cute. Yeah, I really liked Isaiah. I need a so cute. Yeah, loved Isaiah. That might have been my favorite side character. I liked Wes. Yeah, he was too. good. Um, and then I also like loved August as a character, but I don't know. I felt like I, at the beginning, struggled to rate, relate to her a little bit. Um, but she grew on me, especially when she created the sex notebook. That's when I knew that, um, I, I really liked her. And yeah, Jane is like swoon worthy. Like I'm in love with Jane. Yeah. Swoon worthy. So hot. I'm listening Uh, to a a nonfiction about eighties rock. And so I like knew about the bands they were talking about when they were talking about like the New York dolls and her cassette tapes and stuff. And I was like, oh my God. I know who these are, and I don't. I don't know why that was so exciting to me, but it truly was amazing. Um, okay, let's see what. I guess what were your favorite parts of the book? Like mine, I loved the um, like the restaurant they worked at. That was so fun. I mm-hmm. loved the sex notebook and August just like making lists. Um, I really liked the whole story with the whole storyline with her uncle that I'll like try not to spoil, but um, that was like a really interesting little side story. And yeah. um, however, I did see like the twist coming. Really? I didn't. Oh yeah. Like, like as soon as, as soon as the time slip thing happened and it was like, and the package came from her mom, I was like, Oh yeah, that's, that's who Jane is. Got it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I that was a little disappointing for me that I figured that out right away. But I loved the drag shows that they went to and that they hosted. And Easter brunch was probably my favorite like yeah. scene for me. Um, let me just talk about another thing my girlfriend probably doesn't want me to talk about. <laughs> I died at the sex on the Q train scene. Yeah, that was hot. I want to have sex on the Q train. I have asked my girlfriend five what i was gonna ask you which one you liked more the like like when the train shut down and they were the only ones on a car or when it was like the subtle sex with the packed car um uh there well the the broken down one was their first time so that was very sweet but um definitely i was probably more into the subtle sex part that's what um, i figured i just wanted to clarify when she was like, oh, like sitting on Jane's lap and wearing oh, like yeah. a skirt, like, yeah. oh, okay, this podcast, this needs to, this episode needs to be rated like explicit or something. Explicit for kind of public sex, and I'm only calling it kind of public sex because that's what Casey McQuinston called it on the uh, book club review. Oh, amazing! Her well, warnings. Well, um, so like I live number one. I live in like the area, the neighborhood. 
um, that this takes place in. Like, well, it's like on the like between Flatbush and Prospect Leopards Gardens. That's like where I live. Um, and so like I can go to the Q train. I take it sometimes. Um, the Q train's really cool, by the way, if you didn't know, because it goes above ground and like that's just cool. Um, but I really wanted to, especially during COVID when the trains were empty a lot, I tried to convince my girlfriend after I read this to like ride the Q train with me and, you know, try that out. And I was flat out tonight every single time. She was like, no, number one, we're going to get arrested. Number two, like germs. And I was like, well, one, um, COVID, there's no one on the trains, especially back in January Two, like, you know, just bring hand sanitizer. I think we could have made it work, but I was denied every time. I see your point uh, with point number one. Point number two is I, I would have been like, no, that's an excuse. But the, I, like, I wouldn't want to be arrested either for having sex on a train. So like, I get what she's saying. However, do you think that incidents of sex on the queue are going to go up since this book? Absolutely. Yeah, me too. Absolutely. Um, I, I, I fucking loved it. It was I like, okay, how did it compare to Red, White, and Royal Blue for you? Oh my god, okay, this was so hard, because Red, White, and Royal Blue might be, like, my favorite book I've ever read, so I went into this with such high expectations, and yeah. it's so different, and that's my issue, I think I realized when I go into books with preconceived notions, is that I always end up a bit disappointed, Um, and, like, this book, really, there was no reason for it to disappoint me, but it just, like, did, because it wasn't Red, White, and Royal Blue, so I need to, I still gave it five stars, because on its own, it's still amazing, but I just shouldn't have gone into it thinking that it was going to give me the same experience as Red, White, and Royal Blue. Yeah. Um, so I went into it thinking it wouldn't be as good as Red, White, and Royal Blue, and I liked it more. So I I loved it. I still love Red, White, and Royal Blue. Like, one of my, like, obviously, we are a fan podcast. We stand it. Um, but I think I related more to these women than I did to, I mean, obviously, I'm never going to be royalty or uh, this first son of the white house but uh but so i don't know but i loved one last stop it was really good so everybody should go read that came out on my anniversary absolutely yeah it came out on my birthday oh yeah the day before my anniversary birthday. um if i had gone to read it on my birthday i think that would have been special yeah well you can do that next year on a birthday can read it. well i meant for like the first time i know <laughs> okay all right so let's talk about the books that you read that you loved okay well i'm not gonna necessarily say i loved all of them but i've gotten a bunch of neck alleys recently that i have not talked about on the podcast they happen to all be queer so i'm just gonna run through them um okay first the one i finished most recently satisfaction guaranteed um i did not look up the uh, author hopefully it's fine but um it just came out i think like june 1st too um it's about a a queer woman who is described as looking like Megan Rapino, so like oh, Swoon. Um, she is like super buttoned up, like straight laced, um, but like still queer woman who runs an art gallery. Um, and she's like an accountant, like she's very math minded. And her very like hippie aunt leaves her a sex shop um, with someone who is her complete opposite. They have to like save this Portland indie sex shop from failing. Um, and it's like, um, not enemies to lovers, but they're very like opposite traits. Um, it sounds perfect for me. Yeah. It really is perfect for me. Like, uh, a sex shop, like queer sapphic romance novel. It's so cheesy. Um, literally I was like reading the sex scenes out loud to Katie cause I read it when we were like 
sitting by the pool and she was like literally she was like the universe expanded when she went down on me <laughs> i love it i um, love it and it's also a good slow burn they don't like hook up until like 60 percent of the way through oops sorry if you're gonna read that um <laughs> <laughs> but uh it's it's perfect in every way i really like you it know where to skip to guys 60 percent. true um but i wouldn't say it's like a novel that you just skip to for the sex scenes okay that's fair um, okay, so that was really good. Um, the next one was Playing the Palace. Um, this one, I was like, wow, I wonder if it's going to be like Red, White, and Royal Blue because it's an American guy and the King Prince of England, Royal Romance, um, MLM. It is very different than Red, White, and Royal Blue. It's like even more satirical and over the top um, and like just different not i i hate to say not as good it's not as good but like still highly recommend if you like that genre if you love royal romances it's very fun um the next one rosaline palmer takes the cake this one is like um a spoof like a the the satire of the great british bake-off basically um the main character is bisexual but she dates men in this um book uh and i think you're supposed to be really frustrated with the men she dates um and she also is like best friends with her ex who's a woman so that's like you know relatable um the next one is the gunkle uh that's about a gay man who takes in his niece and nephew um and he's like you know supposed to be this like single gay man who is unattached and doesn't have kids and i'm only like 20 percent of the way through and i don't love it so far but i've been told to give it a chance and then the last one is How to Find a Princess, which I have not started, but we'll give you an update when I finish. But it's still one you should check out. It's a sapphic royal romance. And I'm pretty sure that the one that is like the queen or prince is of an African country, I think. Um, so it's just like not one. I've never read. What, I feel like all of the royal romances I read are like European. Yeah. Um, so that's cool. That's by Alyssa Cole, right? I've read some of her other stuff, and it's really good. I've heard her stuff is steamy, so I'm excited about that. It's in the Steam Box, um, the Steam Co. Box. She, that was her first novel that came out with her first box, was by Alyssa Cole. So, wow, it's it's good. But that one was um, a, I think, a like a heterosexual that was, one. Yeah, it was a straight one. But her her stuff is steamy. Um. All right. Well, so we then, love steam on this podcast. We sure do. Um, my favorite kinds of books are bodice rippers, so, um, okay, so then mine are ones that I'm a slow AF reader and also don't do a lot of ARCs, so uh, these are ones that are, like, just came out or are coming out that I'm really excited to read, um, and the top of the list for me is Dead Dead Girls, hold on, I just closed my notebook that had all of the names of the people of the authors, one second, please hold. I'm just flipping to the page. But Dead Dead Girls is set in um, 1920s Harlem, and it's a murder mystery. She works at a cafe by day and a speakeasy by night, and dead girls start showing up outside the cafe, and she doesn't trust the police to do their job, so she does it for them. Um, and it just, it's out now, came out, like, I think June 1st. Um, it's by Nikessa Athia, and I have it on audiobook. It's my next audiobook that I'm listening to, so that looks amazing um love and other natural disasters i did not write down the author for this one it's fake dating sapphic romance they want to uh make their ex jealous of course they probably end up falling in love with each other so perfect also out now 
um, The Hellions Waltz by Olivia Waite. It's a Regency sapphic romance. It's like the cover is these two beautiful women like clutching each other. So it's bodice ripper. I was like, yes, I'm reading this. But it's the last of a series that I didn't know existed. And so I am going to have to go back and read them all in order. So that'll be my next project. Also, Bailey, there was a heist in that one, in the last one. Wow. Right. So, I love heists. If you haven't listened to previous episodes, um, I, I always am down for a heist in the novel. Yep. Um, and that is out on Tuesday, June 15th. Um, and then The Star Eater by Kirsten, Kirsten Hall. It's about a girl that's in an order of nuns that is like being placed there to spy on them um, and discovers they're cannibalistic. Uh, so it's horror, it's body horror. Um, I just think that that sounds terrifying and excellent. I'm really, really excited about that one. Um, and then there's In Deeper, oh, and that one comes out June 22nd. So that one's coming up. And then In, In Deeper Waters by F.T. Lukens. It's MLM romance. I think it's kind of enemies to lovers. It's a prince that has to walk, watch over like a captive on a boat. Looks like very piratey. I'm very excited about it. That looks good. And then um, The Witch King by H.E. Edgman. That just came out June 1st. Um, and all I can say is that there's witches and fairies and the cover is badass. And so that's why I'm excited to read that one. I know that's not like a lot of good reason to read it, but that's why I'm excited about it. And it's been on my radar for a while and I'm just waiting for my library to get it in stock. So there you go. Amazing. Oh, and all of mine um, basically came out like between the end of May and the beginning of June. So all the ones I mentioned are out. I forgot to say that. Um, Perfect. Um, also, we can try to, like, post – ooh, I'll create a little Instagram graphic of, like, all of the books that each of us just recommended. So if you, like, missed all of those and want to see them, write you down. You can grab them there. Yeah, I'll put it on our story and then, like, archive it um, or highlight Perfect. it or whatever. Um, and, yeah, so that's fun. There are, like, so many great queer books. I was just thinking, like, the next – question is Peyton and I are each going to pick one LGBTQ book you think everyone has to read because we always make other people answer those type of questions and we never answer it and I was like thinking back to like LGBTQ books I've read before I would say like the last three years and it was like so rare I feel like honestly for me to read one and to think about now that like the availability is amazing most books I read now are queer most books we talk about here are queer and there's like so many that we don't even get to so, like, it's so, like, heartwarming to see the expansion of inclusivity in, like, books and TV, too, but, like, especially in books. Because that's just, like, what I needed when I was younger. And I'm, like, happy to have it now, but I'm just really happy that, like, a new generation will see themselves reflected in books. And hopefully it will make them, like, find themselves easier. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, I didn't read any queer books um before you met me yeah I think probably my first one was red white and royal blue yeah I'm sure it was yeah because we read that like pretty early on in our friendship I think yeah yep I think that was I think that was the first one 
start just opened a whole world of amazing books. Yeah. And I remember, like, we talked about how neither of us had read very many MLM books. And we were both like, ooh, this book is steamy. And I didn't expect to like it, but I did. Yeah, it was deliciously steamy. Loved that. Yeah. Okay, well, what is one LGBTQ book you think everyone has to read? Felix Ever After. Um, That was the first book we talked about on this podcast. It was the first book I read with a um, out trans character that had had successful top surgery um, that it was not entire I mean it was about their identity like but it, it was about their identity but it wasn't about like having to come out and like struggle like and convince the, their parents that um, no I'm not a girl I'm a boy like uh, it was it was about their identity but that wasn't the entire central theme of the book um, I learned so many things from reading that like demi boy and demi girl like I had no idea that those were even like genders or gender expressions and so I um I think that book was so beautiful and so well done and talked about so many important things and was very gritty and real life and very much teenagers that fuck up and do things that like aren't perfect um and was ultimately a story of forgiveness and self-love and so I think that that is a book everyone has to read retweet um I also, okay, one, I'm going to go for this book itself. The story itself isn't really like that amazing, but I really love the history in it. I learned a lot. And um, I think Peyton did too, is Pulp by Robin Talley. Oh, yes. I forgot. I love that one. Like the story itself is not like that, like groundbreaking or anything, but it has some, it talks about some really cool history that I didn't know about. And I really liked that part of it. Um, but the other one, I was, like, going back through my Goodreads of, like, the queer books I read when I was, like, you know, a little bit younger. And it's been a while since I read this. I think it was probably – it came out in 2014. I'm thinking I probably read it around then. So I'm actually not 100% positive if it would hold up the same way if I reread it now. But I still feel like for me at the time it seems like a really big deal to read. So I'm still going to go with it. It's I'll Give You the Sun by Jandy Nelson. It's about these, like, twins. And, um, like, something happens with one of them and one of them's queer. And it won, like, a a Stonewall Honor book at the time. And I just, I feel like it was one of the first books that, like, was, I, like, read some, like, you know, the 199 Amazon, um, like, queer romance books at that time. But I had never read, like, a mainstream, like, literate lit- – I mean, it's young adult, but it's still literary book yeah. um, at, at that time in my life. And it just seemed, like, really special. So I'm, I'm just awesome. going to think that it still holds up. But I remember, like, really wanting everyone to read it. I love that you um, pulled a book that I've never heard of before. I'll read it for you and um, let you know what I think. Amazing. I also actually want to reread it. It looks like right now it's only two ninety nine if you buy the ebook version. I know Amazon okay. sucks, but like two ninety nine is a great deal. For sure. Definitely. I'll get it from the library. For free. Also Okay. Great. And then what? Next podcast is our fan fiction podcast. I still haven't started that. I really need to do that. 
Yeah, me either. Well, the one you picked is shorter, so um, yeah, luckily I'll have an easier time. Um, I also there are need... long chapters, though, so. Okay. Well, I actually prefer that. Um, I am really excited. We all said last week that we were going to link the fan fictions, and we haven't done that. We but um, I we are actually going to post them so that you can read along with us. Hopefully you will. We're reading two fan fictions. One is a Black Hill fan fiction called The Devil's Keeper. It's on Archive of Our Own. And Peyton's is? Just a shout. It's a Dusty L fanfic for all my Supernatural fans out there. I believe it's also on Archive of Our Own. But I believe it also has its own website. So, oh, Amazing. Well, we're going to post both of those. We're going to have my roommates on with us. Um, you guys have Yay! met Carly before. Um, when she came on, she was like one of our first guests. Um, she's so cool. And also my other roommate, Emma, who like is also really awesome. And I think we'll all, we will all have like different things to say and it will be a great conversation. Yep. I'm very excited. I'm also just really hoping that everyone doesn't like shit on the fanfic I picked because it will make me very sad. I'm hoping the same thing, but I'm fully expecting it. So it's fine. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, we're really excited about that. That's going to be our next episode. And then, um, like, spoiler alert, we're going to have only, like, two or three more after that before we hit the end of season one and we go on a little break. This book is 161,000 words, Bailey. I have so much to read. All right, sorry. Yes, uh, so then we'll go on a break and then we'll be back uh, with some fun new content and hopefully some fun guests. Um. Yeah, and after and Peyton's gonna have passed her CFP by then. Are we going on a break until November? Yeah, I thought we were gonna wait until you passed. We can talk about this not on the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> we have lots of um, strategy team meetings, guys. We don't do this while we're on the show. All right. Uh, yeah. No, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> wait, I have one other tip. If you're gonna read The Devil's Keeper, which I hope you all do, um, they keep like a she keeps a like a timeline at the beginning of each chapter this is a time travel fanfic the timeline is very useful so pay attention to it good to know thank you if not it'll break make your brain hurt okay sounds good all right well go give us um a follow on social media at book podcast (laughs) at booked by bailey at books underscore and underscore bourbon underscore um, go give all of our other podcast episodes a listen if this is your first time. Um, and or also, if you didn't in the past, go like yeah. them and listen to them. Yeah, and like give us a comment and a like. And also, like, DM us on Instagram because I really want to, like, I feel like I don't know who it is that listens every week. Um, and I like want to get to know you. Like, yeah, be our friend. I feel like. You should feel like you know us well because, you know, we talk about lots of things every week. So we want to get to know you. Right. All okay. Right. Well. Thanks, guys. Are we going to sign off? Yeah. Cheers, Cheers friends. Friend.